episode of the hardy wrestling podcast with your girl stephanie hardy this is an extra episode because of course i want to continue my women in wrestlemania series because even though i might not be able to do a full-scale episode like i normally do on the weekend simply because of the fact that wrestlemania is coming up and then this weekend there's a whole lot of other stuff happening for me as well i still wanted to continue and conclude my women in wrestlemania series thank you guys so much for watching. I hope that you've been enjoying this series so far because of course first I talked about Wendy Richter and Leilani Kai at the first Wrestlemania and at the second and the second um part of the series was Jazz versus Trish versus Lita at Wrestlemania 18 or X8 depending on your fandom and hopefully you've been enjoying the series and I will continue to finish it because of course it is Women's History Month and with it being Women's History Month the Hardy Wrestling Podcast wants to celebrate um all of the beauty of women um, and all of the beauty of who we are in terms of this wrestling space, whether it be as athletes, as referees, as um, ring announcers, as podcasters, all of the above. As it's still Women's History Month, we seek to celebrate and speak the names of so many women who have opened up so many doors um, to be um who we are and to be amazing so yeah this is a really important project to me because of course not only is it women's history month it is wrestlemania month wrestlemania is literally next week guys next week wrestlemania is next week in inglenook well not inglenook inglewood california um slash hollywood california at the sofi stadium i will be there a litany of other people from all around the world will be there and it is absolutely going to be a spectacle the showcase of the immortals of course the super bowl of all of wrestling the coachella of wrestling this is where we're all going to be gathered there's going to be so many events surrounding the event like so many independent shows so many 
parties, just so many things taking place, conventions taking place, meet and greets taking place. So, of course, if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, you know, and if you want to look for me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, please feel free, you know, to just hit me up or, you know, find me or just point me out if you see me and say hello, because I will be there and I'm so excited. And hopefully it'll be something like a family reunion too, going to see plenty of people who I haven't seen in a while at WrestleMania. Like, it's going to be lit. And then also you have the Hall of Fame, NXE Stand and Deliver, so many things going on that weekend. So I'm really excited. But of course, to combine both of the powers of Women's History Month and WrestleMania um, coming up in the celebration of all things showcase of the immortals, we have the Women in WrestleMania series. And on this episode, I will be discussing the WrestleMania 30 match with all of the women in it. It is the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational match. Now, of course, if you remember this match or if you have any specific memories from it, please feel free free to um, drop by in the comments and talk about your favorite moments from this match or anything that you want to just address about this match because of course you know this was on a very special Wrestlemania card because this was the 30th show this is the 30th anniversary and it was really cool now of course this Divas Championship Invitational was created by Vicky Guerrero the namesake who was the general manager I believe of Raw at that time and she was wreaking havoc on AJ Mendez slash AJ Lee at that time um, as she was the longest reigning Divas champion and felt like none of the women could beat her. Around this time, AJ just really felt like the women weren't taking the Divas title seriously and that they were just trying to get on TV and do matches all for the sake of being on Total Divas, which a lot of people feel a certain way about now because of how the world has changed since then. But, you know, AJ Lee was not a Divas a total divas person. I believe in her autobiography, she mentioned that she was approached to be on the show, but she didn't necessarily want to. And she was allowed to cut a promo, of course, which is known as the pipe bombshell about um, the divas division and basically challenging them and saying, look, you're not taking this title seriously. All of you are just stiff plastic mannequins who just walk past me. And you guys are just choosing to be reality stars because you weren't gifted enough to be actresses and weren't talented enough to be champion it was cutting at the time I remember watching it in real time happen and I was just like whoa I cannot believe she really said that about all of those women because at the time of course you had the Bella twins you had Natty on there you had Eva Marie you had Jojo you had Cameron and Naomi on there of course these this is just speaking about their names in the historical sense I know that none of these women go by their name by these names anymore but I'm just speaking about it from the historical sense and AJ was like look if you ladies really feel a way about me saying what I said about you, prove me wrong. And for every match that happened where they would try to show that they were worthy of challenging for the Divas title, she deemed them not good enough. And Vicky Guerrero was tired of it. So she, and she had beef with AJ. So she decided to make AJ fight all of the women in the Divas division at the time and say that this is going to be AJ versus the world, hence creating the Divas Championship Invitational, which took place at WrestleMania 30. Now, of course, if you may or may not remember, WrestleMania 30 took place in the... Hold on a second. I'm having technical difficulties. Whoa. 
Okay, WrestleMania 30 took place in the Superdome, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. And the theme of WrestleMania 30 was Laissez-le Bon Temps Roulet, which is French for Let the Good Times Roll. Shout out to pretty to um, Carly Pretty, who is from New Orleans and is a big fan of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, who I have had on my show before. Um, this reminds me of her. And um, I don't exactly know. Um, I believe this was the... This was a WrestleMania, which I did want to go to, but just sadly did not have the funds to go to. But it is what it is. Um, this was the 30th anniversary show. And of course, there were a lot of historical events attached to this WrestleMania in the Superdome. You had, of course, the historic streak ending um, match between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker, which of course shocked the world and destroyed everybody and shocked everyone and basically made everybody feel some type of way. And then, of course, you had the miracle on Bourbon Street with Brian Danielson winning both of the WWE and World Heavyweight titles away from um, Randy Orton and Batista and rising up against the authority. So this was like the culmination of all of his dreams coming true. And this was amazing stuff here. So, of course, this is what this WrestleMania is famous for. But, of course, with there being a women's match, you also have the Invitational, which took place right after the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar match. And I feel like that's a weird place to put this match. But either way, I'm more than sure they put that here to try to, like, cool everyone off. But then again, the Undertaker losing his undefeated streak probably cooled them off anyway. So that's where we're at. Now, of course, the not the anniversary, I'm sorry, the ring announcer was Lillian Garcia, um, who is sadly no longer with the company, but she was one of my favorite ring announcers um, going through the end of the Attitude Era into the Ruthless Aggression Era. And of course, she is a very talented singer and woman of color. So anytime she was on ring announcing duties, I always felt really um, awesome about it. Then on top of that, you have to think when it comes to the history of women in the, in the WWE, there will be times where she would be the only person on a wrestling card. And she actually mentioned this in a tweet once. So the idea, um, and I believe she mentioned that in a tweet that had to do with evolution, which was the all women's pay-per-view that they did only one time I might add, but they need to do it again. Um, so literally Lillian Garcia is a trailblazer in that sense. And she sort of paved the way, paved the way for women like Alicia Taylor, who's in NXT, and Samantha Irvin, who is on SmackDown, doing a phenomenal job as ring announcer and also as a multi-talented singer and instrumentalist and fiance of Ricochet. So she did the ring announcing here. And in this match, of course, you had the likes of AJ Lee, who was defending her Divas Championship, which she had held for a record 294 days at this point. Um, and in this match, you had Trinity Fatu, formerly known as Naomi, um, which she confirmed as of today. And we're sending her love and well wishes because she is so talented and she deserves to be valued. You had Tamina, who was... Um, AJ Lee's enforcer at the time. You also had Cameron, um, who is well, who is was known as Cameron, but her name is Ariane Andrew, Rosa Mendez, and um, Emma and Natalia and Eva Marie, Layla, Alicia Fox, Summer Ray, and Oksana as well. So you have a lot of women, basically a who's who and the Bella twins, of course, the Garcia twins now. A number of women who are either no longer with the company or are 
or who have returned to the company after a number of years away. So literally it's a who's who of divas in this division. And of course, on commentary, you had JBL, Michael Cole, and Jerry the King Lawler. And they were not really doing that many favors um, for the women in this match. A number of their moves that they were doing, like they really didn't know what names to call them. There were blank spaces um, through, like, and dead spaces throughout the time they were calling the match. Um, no disses to them, but at the same time, it was just kind of hard to watch this match back and listen to them sort of make jokes on the expense of the women but not really calling the action as they saw it as they were executing some of their greatest moves in this match but hey whatever this is what we're here for and that just basically shows where the women where um the priority for the women were when it came to um them back then and something else that they had mentioned on commentary was the fact that this was um, the first time that the Divas title was being defended at WrestleMania, which I believe is absolutely ridiculous because the Divas title as it exists, or at least as it did exist back in the day, was created and crafted and started and started becoming active in 2008. And I remember going to WrestleMania 27 in 2011 and Eva, um, Eva, Eve Torres, I'm sorry, Eve Torres was the Divas champion at the time and she wasn't even on the card to defend it. There was only one women's match and that was the six person tag team match between Trish Stratus and Snooki from Jersey Shore and um, John Morrison versus um, Lay Cool and Dolph Ziggler. And it's so sad because here again, this is where, this is how um, the women were perceived at that time. It's like, you could be there, but it wasn't guaranteed that you were going to be given room on the card to perform unless you were someone um, like a legend or um, something like that. And it was just really sad. But yeah, the Divas title started being in existence in 2008. And of course, AJ Lee at WrestleMania 30 got her entrance and the rest of the women weren't given an entrance. They were, I guess at this point, were just carted to the ring. Um, to start the match immediately. This match was six minutes and 48 seconds, but here again, um, which basically like is like in common with the match that I covered before during in this series with Jazz, Trish, and Lita. Their match was at least six minutes and 48 seconds, but what they made, but they made great usage of that time. And they made great usage of this match, of that time in this match as well. So I will get to it in just a little bit. But, of course, you have Vicky Guerrero who announced um, and wished good luck to all of the divas in that match. And she said that she was keeping a specific eye on AJ and how she performed. And, of course, when she stood up on the platform, she yelled, excuse me, like she used to always do. And it was just so hilarious because it used to get on everybody's nerves. And something that used to low-key irritate me was the fact that with as popular as Excuse Me was and as much as a heat magnet as it was, they never gave Vicky Guerrero a t-shirt that said Excuse Me on there. They never did. And that always bothered me. Like they gave her gear that had Excuse Me on there, but never ever gave her a t-shirt. And I really feel like they dropped the ball and missed the boat on that because that was an absolute heat magnet. And I'm more than sure that would have made her extra, extra money. And then when you think about how ex how she got Excuse Me over as in terms of heat, and then she stepped 
clear out of the shadow of her famous late husband, Eddie Guerrero, who was such an amazing wrestler and came from an amazing wrestling family. And after he passed away, she was, she and of course Chavo were at the forefront of keeping his memory alive. But at the same time, she would make appearances on television. And as a heel, she started making more of a name for herself than anyone ever expected at that point. And I believe she deserves more credit for it because she is on AEW now, but you rarely if ever see her unless it's on Dark or Dark Elevation or on a random episode of Rampage. But either way, I feel like she deserves more credit for um, creating her own persona outside of just being Eddie Guerrero's widow. Um and much respect and love to her um, for that. Like, it's just, she deserves more credit for that. And she really deserved a, um, excuse me, t-shirt. Maybe she'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. Who knows? But, um, like I said, um, in this match, it was a who's who of the Divas division at that time. And it's just so insane to look at this roster of women and see who isn't there anymore and who actually is still there. And as you look at the picture, there are... I believe as it stands, three women who are still with, well, four technically women who are still employed with WWE at this point. You have Emma who left um, WWE and then came back um, last year, was hired back last year in the regime change. She came back, even though she had an amazing career as Tennille Dashwood in Impact and also in the Independence as well. You have Alicia Fox who is still in contract with the company but just isn't active and she took a, a much needed break after dealing with some personal demons and we do wish her the absolute best in um her recovery with that and then of course you have tamina snooker who is the daughter of um jimmy superfly snooker who is a former women's tag team champion and was the enforcer of aj lee at that time so and then, of course, you have Natalia, who is a part of the um, famous Hart family dynasty. She is still with the company as well and has won titles after multiple titles after that and just done amazing things to continue to feed into the overall health of the women's division um, as of now. A lot of these ladies have left and moved on to other ventures, even as recent as a few weeks ago with the Bellas rebranding themselves as the Garcia twins. Um, and of course, with Trinity Fatu um, outright mentioning today on Instagram that she is no longer with WWE after months of speculation. Um, and we do wish her the best. And just so many of these women who are no longer with the company, but either way, they're still doing amazing things regardless. And even the Divas champion at the time, AJ Lee, who is AJ Mendez now, she's an author of her own autobiography. She's an executive producer of um, Wow Women of Wrestling and a color commentator. And she's a movie writer, comic book writer. Like all these women have gone on to do amazing things. And you also have Eva Marie, who I will get to a little bit later um, as I talk about it. But Either way, a lot of these women are still doing good for themselves, even outside of WWE. So, yeah, this was 2014. <laughs> um, so, yeah, moving forward with the rest of the match. 
Um, as AJ Lee made her entrance into the, the match, a lot of the women who looked absolutely amazing in their gear, you know, pushed these women into the ring, <laughs> pushed AJ into the middle of the ring, and also Tamina, who was her enforcer, and proceeded to jump on them and attack them and move them out of the way because they were the biggest threat in that match, you know, and they basically just tossed Tamina and AJ Lee out of the ring as they proceeded proceeded to, to um, turn their aggression towards each other as the match continued to go on. And this was a smart strategy, even though on commentary, Michael Cole wanted to throw shade at them and ask, is there even a strategy in this match, JBL? And JBL was like, I don't know. I've never been in a match with 14 Divas. And I was just like, yeah, y'all are not doing this match any favors. I'm going to need for y'all to chill right now. But either way, um, that was a really good strategy with them knocking the two most imposing um, opponents out and then turning that aggression onto each other. So um, as the match got started and after they threw all the women out, um, Summer Rae hit a roundhouse kick to Emma and then Alicia Fox, who had a pretty stellar performance in this match, even though it was really short, did an amazing job. She actually tried to go for a kick to Natalia, but was countered and Natalia actually went for a sharpshooter and then got a hold to Rosa Mendez and Cameron for a triple sharpshooter. But then that was interrupted by Eva Marie with a pinning attempt. And when I tell you Alicia Fox had a star making performance like I said in this match she really did like she hit her famous scissors kick um onto one of the opponents in the match and she showed lots of aggression here with even hitting an amazing suplex in this match and everything like Alicia Fox deserves way more credit and even though there are random times on Twitter where people will give her credit for her um athleticism and also for her being the only black um, Divas champion. I just feel like more respect should be given to her. And what's so sad is whenever there's a moment when you give Alicia Fox credit, there's always a number of wrestling fans who try to like dis discredit her and make it seem like she did nothing for anyone. But that's not that's that is something that is way further from the truth because outside of her being a really gifted um, athlete, she was a really great manager to the likes of Noam Dar, who was on 205 Live, and to Cedric Alexander, who was also on 205 Live as well, playing, you know, their significant others. And her crazy attitude, even though it's problematic to consider her acting crazy at this point now, really did a lot for those wrestlers at that time and it did a lot for her as well in terms of character work and she was always entertaining to watch especially when she was the captain at um survivor series one year too like she deserves way more credit and hopefully at some point we'll see her be more active um in the ring or maybe you know she might get a hall of fame treatment at some point but either way um Alicia Fox did an amazing job in this match, especially after hitting a backbreaker onto um, Natalia as well, who isn't an easy person to get an advantage of because she is such an amazing technician. Like Alicia Fox really brought her A game in this match and we should really give her more credit. Um, moving forward with the rest of the match. Yeah, I sometimes I'd be forgetting I got more pictures of these people, but yeah, Alicia Fox deserves way more credit. Um, this was another impressive part of the match where the Bellas and Natalia hit... <clears throat> 
excuse me, suplexes onto a number of the opponents in the match at the same time. Now, I couldn't find a full-scale picture of it, but this is only a picture of Natalia's component of that spot where they hit um, suplexes on all the girls at the same time. And I thought that was really impressive, considering um, at this time, Nikki and Brie were still, you know, sort of working on more of their athleticism at this point, and you didn't really see a lot of the evolution until maybe a few months well not a few months but at least a year later um they still did a good job in this match even though there was one spot where it seemed that they struggled against Layla um who was also in the match but when they did this suplex I was kind of impressed with that because you really and the fact that they did it with Natalia who is so good and such a great technician was just really cool too and I wish I could have found a full picture of it but either way this part this spot was really cool um it was amazing. And then, of course, you have Summer Rae, who tried to attack AJ Lee in the corner right here in the ring. But then she ran into the turnbuckles and then AJ turned around on her and started stomping a mud hole in her. And here again, this is something that I'm sure would make Stone Cold Steve Austin proud. Um, she just started stomping her over and over again. And sadly, I couldn't find a picture of Cameron having a moment here. But Cameron slash Arion actually hit a really impressive front um code breaker onto AJ Lee here and it was really cool and I was just like you know a lot of people give Cameron a lot of flack as well but she really did you know try her best to improve in the ring too even though she came in and during the whole divas era when they weren't taking the women as seriously or giving them that much of a moment to really show what they had to offer. So I hate that I couldn't find a picture of that, but I do want to give big ups to um, Ariane slash Cameron for that. That was really cool. Then you also had Emma in the match who had hit one of her, um, her famous move where she ties, where she turns herself upside down and then ties up her um, opponents into the ropes and then tries to make them submit. And here again, commentary did not do a good job of putting that move over. And then she also hit an Emma sandwich onto um, Summer Rae and then she started dancing. And then this is where they started undermining her and making it seem like she was crazy for starting dancing. But that was a part of her gimmick, even when she was in NXT and fighting with the likes of um, Soraya slash Paige. That was her gimmick. She liked to dance. But then once she got in the ring, she really could tussle. So my thing is, they were just sort of undermining it. And it was just really frustrating me. But either way, she was showing some of the best of herself in this match as well. But at this part, she got interrupted um, by running into Alicia Fox and her scissors kick, which I'm more than sure would make Booker T proud as well. So, And then um, Alicia Fox didn't get to celebrate that for too long because Layla hit her with a chick kick. And she's someone who I really wish had a little bit more of a moment in this match. But here again, I guess this was where she was sort of, I guess, on her way out of the company at this point. But she really didn't have that much of a moment in this match. She was just, she did maybe one move at that point and then we really didn't see her that much anymore throughout the rest of the match then naomi um slash trinity hit a rear view um onto um she hit a rear view onto rosa mendez who was also in the match too but she got a super kick from tamina and i in a weird nerdy kind of way was feeling um kind of we're kind of fascinated with the idea that both of these women who are a part of the Anawaii family um, bloodline 
well, one by marriage and one by blood, were fighting each other back and forth in this match because they did have another run-in as we continue to talk about it. But here again, I just wanted to show Alicia Fox's scissors scissors kick to um Emma right here, just so we can just have a moment to bask in it. This was so amazing. Um, here again, giving her more credit where credit is due. And here we have Eva Marie blowing a kiss to Tamina after she pushed her down. Um, after Tamina hit Naomi slash Trinity with a um, super kick, she pushed her down. And this is where all of the people in the audience were booing the crap out of her because on Total Divas, you know, they um, back then when Total Divas first started, they casted JoJo and then they cast Eva Marie um, as a sense of, you know, having these new faces. And as they were training to wrestle, um, they weren't looked on favorably and they were seen as women who were just trying to fill the bodies of the cast of total divas and Eva marie to a lot of people did not belong there because they felt like she was just you know a pretty face who did not have a lot to offer athletically um and during this time she was miss all red everything as you can see with her red hair and she blew a kiss, but then when Tamina ran after her, she ran out of the ring um, with the other women somehow. And it was just like, yo, like you ran away. And it just felt like throughout her time here. And then when they sent her to NXT and then she left the company, she had so much heat on her. Like she had so much heat on her that you would almost think that she did something to elicit it, like did something specific. But anytime she would just show up, the fans would just immediately boo her because they just felt like she was not that good of a wrestler. Like they hated her. It was just it was pretty insane to see her get that much heat. And I feel like um, WWE kept her there because of the idea that she elicited that much heat as opposed to like giving her like something more to do. It was almost like they just put her there because they knew she would elicit a reaction. And it was just pretty insane times to really think about. So yeah, I just had to include that there because she was a heat magnet back in the day. So that was insane. And she didn't really contribute that much to the match anymore after that point. But here is where the Bellas actually had, you know, an, more of an impressive spot here. Um, Nikki Bella hit a DDT onto Tamina and then stood her up for Brie to hit her Brie mode dropkick from the top rope. And she yelled, Brie mode! And then hit the dropkick and then um, kicked Tamina out of the ring. And then they also hit a double dropkick to AJ Lee as she tried to re-enter the match. And then they both kind of stared at each other with that twin magic look with their, you know, in with their twins intuition and decided that they were going to hit a suicide, a double suicide dive onto all of the women outside of the ring. And this was very impressive. This is something that WWE has used in their package, in their intro package for the past couple of years when it comes to the women's action. And it is a very impressive impressive you know feat of athleticism with both of these women hitting a suicide dive um onto everyone on the outside like it was really cool and considering there was like maybe only a few people reacting but the rest of everywhere was quiet it was just so sad because these women really were trying their best in this match but here again 
women's wrestling wasn't taken as seriously in WWE at that time. So the few people who did react to it, you know, big ups to you. But everybody else, uh, they were just real quiet and dead. And it was just like, oh, my God, that's so sad. But that suicide dive was really cool. And it's pretty iconic at this point. And a part of me wonders when it comes to that intro, will we ever see that that suicide dive again from the Garcia twins since they've left? Or will they keep it there? Who knows? Um, but either way, this was a really cool spot in the match. Um, I loved it. And this is just a bigger version of, of the picture as they jumped onto all the women there. It was just really cool. And here's another angle from that. So after that point, they gathered themselves, picked themselves up and got back into the ring. And it was just the two of them. So at one point they were celebrating, but then they pushed they pushed each other off of each other and had a standoff. And I believe this is sort of, you know, trickling in the seeds of dissension with them as a tag team because they had been together for so long. And this is where you saw the both of them, you know, sort of have a standoff because in this match, it was every woman for themselves. So that meant that they had to fight each other. This wasn't a tag team match. This wasn't anything like that. They had to fight each other for the Divas title. And even though they had been champions before, um, they needed to fight each other then. And they proceeded to show aggression to each other, push each other, hit each other. And then once Brie tried to get the advantage, um, Nikki crossed her up and then hit her with what would now be known, which would now be known as the rack attack. Um, and it was just so interesting to see this happen. Like this, they didn't even call it on commentary, but then once she hit that, you know, it was really interesting because after she would go on to win the Divas title and break AJ Lee's record, which is something that I really feel that they allowed her to do just because AJ was no longer with the company due to a whole lot of, um, due to her retirement and also due to other things. I really feel like this move was like nikki bella's bread and butter as she continued to improve in the ring and the idea that she hit her sister with it here and then as women's wrestling began to be taken a little bit more seriously she would hit it more and more onto people and continue to use that move on so many women of course until she was defeated by charlotte flair for the divas title later on and you know it wouldn't work anymore. So this was really interesting to see and interesting that they wouldn't have a name for it um, until maybe months later. But this was basically Nikki Bella's um, prerequisite to starting her solo run at this point. So here again, you have more solid action um, from the women. This is where Natty hit um, Oksana and um, Trinity slash Naomi with a suplex off of the um, as they were trying to climb on the top rope. But this was also where Naomi had, um, I believe, tried to push Tamina. Well, she pushed Tamina off of the top rope as she was getting ready to do her Superfly Splash, which was shades of her father, the late Jimmy um, Snuka. And throughout this match, Vicky Guerrero seemed very impressed as she stood there on the pedestal holding the Divas title the entire time. And then she was in high heels too. And I was just like, girl, how are you standing on this? um pedestal with holding this heavy divas title in these high heels for like six minutes at a time um 
I would have been tired, but either way, she stood there the whole time. So big ups to Vicky for that. But either way, this was really impressive and elicited some reaction, but here again, not a really loud one, but this was still really cool. Um, and even as we got more action from Alicia Fox hitting a backbreaker and a flip and Tamina clotheslining Oksana outside of the ring and um, Natty hitting her patented discus clothesline, which was shades of her father, the late Jim, the Anvil Neidhart. Um, as Naomi tried to, well, not before I get to that part, AJ actually kicked Natty out of the ring as she tried to climb back in. And then as AJ ran into Naomi, Naomi tried to um, hit... <clears throat> tried to hit a move onto her but then as they were turning around and flipping around AJ Lee locked in her octopus hold which was known as the Black Widow at that time and this was how she had kept her title for so long because this was also her bread and butter with her submissions this was how she had won the Divas title from Caitlyn um and she made Naomi and so many of her other opponents tap out with this submission. And sadly, Naomi was the woman I was rooting for throughout this whole match. I really did want Trinity to win the Divas title because up until that point, Trinity had never won the Divas title and she would never win the Divas title as long as it existed, which I feel like was a huge disservice because she really could have gotten that title at any point, but she wouldn't win a title until the SmackDown Women's title, like around 2015, 2016, I believe. Um, but either way, um, Naomi fell to her knees and tapped out and the referee rang the bell and AJ Lee won and retained her Divas title in the Vicky Guerrero Divas Invitational um, at WrestleMania 30. And this is her celebrating in front of Vicky Guerrero, who was very upset at the idea that she had won her title. She low-key looked like she didn't want to give her her title after she had won it. But either way, she was the winner. Um, she retained her title, and she had held the title at this point for 295 days. And she was very braggadocious about it. Um, I believe even as she was having her moment in the middle of the ring, Tamina didn't necessarily get up and celebrate with her because she was her enforcer at that time. But either way, AJ had retained her title and celebrated in the ring. And then, of course, after that, you had um, other moments, including the Daniel Bryan moment as well. So, yeah, that is how this match ended. But, of course, you can't mention AJ Lee and her Divas title win on this night and not mention what happened the night after, which was the Raw after WrestleMania, where she had her little moment and her little run-in. Hold on. Having technical difficulties here. Um, she had her moment with... Um, Soraya, formerly known as Paige, as she was celebrating her Divas title win and saying that nobody could be her and that she was the Divas division and that, you know, there is no one else to face. So at this point, this was where Paige slash Soraya made her um, main roster debut because, of course, she did mention on her um, biography this past weekend that she got a call or at least a text from 
The Rock telling her that a movie was going to be made about her life and her family and how they got started in a wrestling business and that she should get on a plane because she was going to have her main roster debut after WrestleMania 30. And it was overwhelming for her. But of course, you know, she did what she was supposed to do because at this time, Paige was the first ever NXT women's champion. And she had already made history along with Emma by participating in the first ever tournament for the NXT women's title. And she had won that title as well. So she was essentially already a champion when she made her main roster debut. And of course her and AJ had a little bit of war of words because AJ um, felt like she didn't belong there and told her to run back to NXT because I don't like being interrupted. And as you can tell, I watched this a lot, but either way, um, Paige said, you know, I just came to tell you congratulations because yeah, you won the title, you know, you did great last night. And AJ was like, fine, I don't like being interrupted. So since you're out here all fancy and dressed, how about I just beat you? But then Paige was like, no, I'm not ready for that. And then she slapped her in the face. And then AJ was like, well, since she was like, are you ready now, Paige? Are you ready now? And she basically said, since, you know, you want to come out here and you're dressed and everything, how about we have a match? And since, and since it's post WrestleMania, let's give the people a treat and put the title on the line and let's get a referee out here now. And so this wound up biting AJ in the booty because <laughs> Paige would come out here, hit her Paige Turner and win the Divas title, breaking AJ Lee's um, record of 295 days as champion. And she was the new champion also making her a double champion at this point as well. And she was crying and very emotional about it. It was so amazing. And it was amazing for me because this was around the time I started getting into NXT um, on the WWE Network. Um, and I was really into the women and the growth that they were having and the idea that they were allowed to have 15 to 20 minute matches down there. And I was following Paige and her growth up until that point, and I had watched the documentary um, that was done on her and her family, of course, the wrestlers fighting with my family, like that was amazing. And following her journey from that point all the way to this point was just absolutely thrilling for me. And WWE posted this to their YouTube page. And I kid you not, I watched this so many times that week because I was in college. So I had watched it so many times that week that it was just like so exciting for me because I loved Soraya and I still love Soraya. So this was, you know, a very meaningful moment for me. Like I was really happy for her. And then watching her cry backstage after she had won was just so so heartfelt and it was just and it just meant the world to her you could tell it meant the world to her and I was crying too it was just a whole moment so I really really love Paige and of course this wasn't the end of Paige and AJ's um rivalry they will go on to fight for the Divas title and you know toss it back and forth between each other hot potato hot potato for a number of months they hated each other loved each other loved each other hated each other enemies friends so many times before um and of course, as the evolution of women's wrestling happened, I believe around the time Paige and AJ were playing hot potato with the title, they WWE was still struggling with how they were booking the women at that time in terms of the timing that the, they would give the women, like only having one minute matches, two minute matches, even 60 second matches, um, which triggered the Give Divas a Chance hashtag. Um, and this started to 
be well coupled with this and also watching how the women were wrestling in NXT the fans really did want more of a change they wanted to see the women actually fight and be given the same amount of time and the same amount of meaty stories as the men were and this was the prerequisite for that and that's something that they do deserve credit for and in the end, AJ and Paige will go on to tag team at the next WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31, I believe against the Bellas. And this would be AJ Lee's final uh, match as a whole, because the next night after she would wrestle a match, I believe she would either wrestle a match or she didn't wrestle a match. And she announced her retirement and put up her Chuck Taylors. And um, this made a lot of people sad. Um and yeah, she retired after dealing with, you know, nagging injuries for a number of times and then also having to deal with the ongoing drama involving her husband, CM Punk and WWE beefing with each other. Like she, it was just a lot going on, but she chose to retire ultimately because she had been dealing with nagging injuries for a while and she was just ready for her next chapter. And like I said earlier in the episode, you know, she would go on to do many more amazing things um, as a um, writer, as a producer, as a commentator, so many different things. And of course, Paige slash Soraya is with AEW now, and she is wrestling with the Outcasts now with Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. After years of being inactive um, in WWE from her injury that she sustained to her neck and dealing with a lot of different demons, which came from, you know, cyberbullying and um, abusive substances and so many different things. So these women really have risen above and broken barriers and glass ceilings for women in wrestling as a whole. And they deserve a lot of the credit. But then you also have the other women who I mentioned previously who have done amazing things as well. And we wish all of these women nothing but the best as they matriculate throughout their wrestling careers. Um, and then, of course... That match was, of course, the prerequisite and the prerequisite to everything we got in 2015 when it came to the debuts of Sasha slash Mercedes Monet, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Um, as Paige kept beefing with the Bella Twins for the Divas title over and over again. And she just wanted a change in the guard. And of course, this is where Stephanie McMahon, who was with the company at the time, announced the debuts of these NXT, um, of these NXT women who had just broken more barriers in NXT and now brought, bringing them to the main roster to shake up the table a little bit. And of course, we have the women, they called it the Divas Revolution back then, which was, of course, morphed into the women's revolution and the evolution at that time. So the Divas um, Championship Invitational was the last of its kind to take place. Um, the Divas Championship wouldn't be defended at WrestleMania anymore because the in two WrestleManias, like after that, the WrestleMania that took place in Texas in 2016, they would retire the Diva moniker for the women's division, retire the Divas Championship, and replace it with what we now know to be the Raw Women's Championship. But at that time, it was just known as the Women's Championship. And I will go into that match later on this week as I do plan on talking about that amazing triple threat match for that Raw Women's Championship between Mercedes slash Sasha, 
Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair for that title. And I do plan on talking about that this week. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, this extra episode of um, the Women in WrestleMania series. I hope you have been enjoying it, you know, for Women's History Month. And like I said, I will continue the series um, this week and also next week because next week I'm getting ready for travel to go to WrestleMania in Los Angeles. And no, I will not be doing... um, WrestleMania predictions because I will be at the event and I do want to enjoy the event for what it gives me and because it's my first time going in a number of years I do just want to enjoy it as a fan so um thank you for watching this um new episode but in talking about Mercedes give a shout out to Bobby Batito who's watching he said Mercedes Monet is set to defend her IWGP Women's Championship against AZM and Hazuki, forgive me if I can't read, I don't have on my glasses, at New Japan Pro Wrestling Sakura Genesis on April the 8th. That's amazing. I'm glad that happened. That's happening. And it's a triple threat match. So thank you for that announcement. Um, we'll be on the lookout um to watch that. So yeah. Women's wrestling is con- is continuing to evolve more and more each day. And you know, I hope you've been enjoying this series. So, of course, this is your girl, Stephanie Hardy of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And I hope you've been enjoying this series and all of my other episodes. So if you've missed any of the other episodes, please continue to listen Um to the audio versions everywhere you get your podcast and also watch on the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel at the Hardy wrestling podcast, where you'll find the logo that you see on the screen. Um, and continue to follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at queen Steph Hardy and follow the Hardy wrestling podcast on Instagram at Hardy wrestling podcast and on Twitter at Hardy wrestle pod. And of course, I'm still selling my Alabama wrestling t-shirts um, on foryourwear.com slash hardy wrestling podcast. Please, please buy those. Those are in all sizes and they're available in red and black. And you can buy the hoodies, of course, when it does get cold again, you can have something warm to wear um, and it'll be a nice conversation piece. So continue to support my store, support more of my designs and just continue to support the show as a whole and support women content creators in wrestling as we continue to matriculate and grow, not just during Women's History Month, but all year long. And you can also catch me on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet every Every Monday and Friday on the Wow Superheroes After Show and the SmackDown and Rampage After Show with my hosts um, Katrina Blake, Emily May Heller, and Drian Santana, our editor in chief. So, of course, this is the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. And until next time, bye, y'all.